Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. You've tuned in to Columbia Calling, your first stop for everything you want to know about Columbia. How and where to invest, where to visit. From the Pacific to the Caribbean, the Andes Mountains to the Amazon jungle, Colombia has a slice of everything. Shooting from the hip, answering the questions that need answering. Here's your host, the journalist and hotelier Richard McCall, shedding some light on the fashionable South American destination of Colombia. It's that time of the week again, folks. This is me, your host, Richard McCall, here in Bogota, Colombia, 2,600 meters closer to the stars. And this is episode 427 of the Columbia Calling Podcast. My very special guest this week coming in on segment three is the writer, journalist, and I'd say philosopher too, art dealer as well, Juan Pablo Plata. He gives us a uniquely Colombian insight into the human experience through literature, not just Colombian literature, but also Anglo Anglophone literature. And we'll be talking, well, it all goes into politics and it all goes into the different extractive industries that take place here in Colombia. And we look at it decade by decade and see how sort of single source cultivations have really um, really defined Colombian literature. And of course, we talk about Wade Davis, Gabriel Garcia Marque, Jorge Isaacs, and, and plenty of other things. And also something I knew nothing about was um, Colombian electronic literature. So there you go. It's a fascinating uh, episode with someone who's really quite outspoken on all of these topics. And I can recommend his uh, magazine, Colina Revista, and you'll find all sorts of interesting articles on there. You can find him on Wikipedia as well, Juan Pablo Plata and he's on Twitter at JPP Escribe. So Juan Pablo Plata Escribe. So you find him there. Uh, we have Emily Hart back this week, of course, with the news brief. We're all going through, uh, well, I guess, uh, sort of just uh, being overworked with the elections. Of course, remember, the 19th of June is our second round of the Colombian presidential election. So all of us who are freelancers and journalists are working overtime towards this end. And from our sponsors, the Columbia Calling podcast this week is sponsored by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. Also, this episode is brought to you by BNB Colombia Tours, experts in custom made travel throughout Colombia. The team at BNB Colombia Tours can provide you with fantastic private experiences, creating wonderful memories of Colombia 
for a lifetime. So check out their website at bnbcolumbia.com. Complete the free itinerary form and tell them that Columbia Calling sent you to receive a further 5% off their already great prices. So there we are, offers from both of our sponsors, latinnews.com and bnbcolumbia.com as well thank you again to our sponsors thank you again to our listeners our patreon supporters over to emily hart now and then on to chat with juan pablo plata about all the aforementioned topics Uh, so don't go away great episode in the making thank you again bye-bye i'm emily hart and these are your top stories for the week of june the 6th 2022 the second round of the presidential election in colombia is less than two weeks away and the two candidates are ramping up their campaigns as they head towards the polls. In the first round, Gustavo Petro won 40% of the vote. Left-wing leader of the Pacto Historico Coalition, former mayor of Bogotá, and a former guerrilla with the M19 urban movement, Petro has campaigned on a ticket of social and economic change, including pension reform, free public university, and environmental policies. After a surprise boost on the final stretch, Independent candidate, businessman and former mayor of Bucaramanga, Rodolfo Hernández won 28% of the vote in the first round, pushing out the expected second place holder, Federico Gutiérrez, who won only 24% of the vote. Hernández has run on an anti-establishment and anti-corruption message, despite facing a prosecution for corruption himself. He is refusing to participate in public debates with Petro, campaigning largely on TikTok and on Twitter. Both Petro and Hernández have been vocal critics of the current government, and the elimination of Gutiérrez from the race is being seen as a blow to Colombia's political establishment. They are both anti-fracking and pro-reproductive rights, though Hernández has drawn controversy with comments about a woman's place being in the home, dedicated, ideally, to raising children. Polls suggest that most of Federico Gutiérrez's voters will transfer their vote to Hernández for the runoff election, meaning the race will be close. Since the first round, the polls have repeatedly contradicted one another, with both candidates around the 40% mark. There is, as yet, no clear frontrunner. The legal decision to block two pilot fracking projects has been overruled by a higher court, meaning the operations will go ahead. The previous ruling was in favour of an Afro-Colombian group on the grounds that they had not been properly consulted, despite the fracking pilots affecting them. Since this ruling was overturned, there have been protests in the affected area of Puerto Wilches, Santander, and the group have said they plan to appeal. The FARC dissidences have confirmed the death of their commander, Gentil Duarte, saying he was killed in his sleep and blaming the Colombian state, along with the U.S. Embassy. Gilberto Rodriguez Orejuela, former head of the Cali cartel, has also died at 87 years old in a U.S. prison. He had announced last year that he wanted to talk to the Truth Commission and claimed that he financed not only former President Ernesto Samper, but also former President Andres Pastrana. Five people have been arrested for alleged involvement in the murder last month of a Paraguayan prosecutor whose work often focused on money laundering and drug trafficking. Prosecutor Marcelo Pecci, 45 years old, was shot dead on the island of Baru, near Cartagena, while on his honeymoon with his pregnant wife. Those were your top stories for this week. Thanks for listening. 
I'll be back next Monday. And we're back. This is Colombia Calling, episode 427. My very special guest is Juan Pablo Plata. He is, well, where do we start? He's a writer. He's a journalist. He's an art salesman. He's a, I mean, honestly, we've been talking offline now, and he's a, a wealth of knowledge of all things literature, all things art. I'd say he's also a philosopher. I'd say, you know, because some of the stuff we talk about, it goes beyond what is an ordinary conversation. And I put a tweet out there on, on, on you know, on, on Twitter saying, I'm looking to do something literary about Colombia and Bogota. And he jumped on the bandwagon. He jumped in at the opportunity to say, listen, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about that. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to talk about all sorts of literature, but also how do we put it into context in Colombia? How do we put it into context with each sort of decade? And how do we put it into context with how to get to know a country? So let me just say, uh, Juan Paulo, thank you so much for your time because I know you're a busy guy. You're writing all the time. You sent me links to your to your your articles online. They're all on Amazon, uh, and I've seen now on Instagram where you you are an art dealer. And last week you were setting up an exhibition. I want to say in the Hilton somewhere. Was it the Hilton? I, I mean, you're a busy guy. But welcome on the Columbia Calling podcast. Thank you for having me, Richard, and thank you for this uh, nice introduction that you just gave to the listeners. And yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I am the, the, the guy that you invited for this uh, episode, but I want to ask you before you start asking me, how did you get to know Colombia uh, first? Mm. And if it was by reading some article or literature or in your geography class, and how the hell did you end up here? <laughs> oh, it's a long story. Uh, well, I mean, my arrival in Colombia obviously is preceded with with literature, of course. At university, in my undergrad, we studied uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Obviously, of course, we did, um, amongst other. Hispano-American literature, uh, but also I studied, uh, and it's today they probably wouldn't call the course the discovery of the new world, but it was called back then. So we're looking at the uh, mid nineties. <laughs> uh, it was called the discovery of the new world, and of course, Colombia and the Magdalena River were very key. Uh, might have something to do with how I ended up in Montpós because Montpós as well. I learned about it at university in England, and I did a course which was all about Hispano-Arabic Spain, and of course the connection to Montpós through the jewellery, uh, the uh, arabesque uh, filigree, Montpós filigree as well is connected. But uh, Latin America always held a special place in my heart. My mother had spent lots of time in Mexico in the 1960s, and my dad had lived in Brazil for almost a decade uh, in the 1950s. And my stepmother had lived in Brazil, but in a different part. So my dad was in Rio de Janeiro and my stepmother lived in Sao Paulo, like in the 60s, 70s. And I was an artist there. So there's always been something, you know, connecting me to this, uh, to this continent and this part of the world. And I knew 
pretty much every uh, Latin American country before arriving in Colombia. And so it was just like, you know what, I have to go there despite everything. And despite my father saying, please don't go, I have to go there. And, <laughs> and the story sort of unravels from there. And there's, you know, then it's now, uh, I was counting, it's almost 16 years here. Uh, and uh, two children married, businesses, projects that are successful, projects that have failed. But I'm here, you know, it's, it's life in Colombia. <laughs> You had it coming. You had it was in you, Colombia, already. Yeah, there was something uh, like they used to say here. There was something escrito. Ya fue escrito. It was already written that I would be here. And now, you know, I, I did my doctorate and I wrote stuff for that about Bogota. And uh, Bogota is a hard city, but I've now I've really taken to it. And I and when my wife says to me, oh, we've got to go to this barrio and look for something, you know, I mean, repair stuff uh, or something. Uh, I love it because I'm always going to find some strange thing that I would write about that I feel is uniquely Colombian. Like you go to one place, it's like one place in Bogota, probably in Colombia where you can find just uh, screws, uh, not nuts and bolts and stuff. And it's, and he is the encyclopedia of this, you know, I, I love that. And I think, I think actually, and uh, a friend of mine who, who writes uh, Vicky Kellaway, uh, she, she had an idea many years ago to do a map of all the different barriers of Bogota, but based on their speciality. So like in, there's that uh, a part of La Macarena where they only sell, sell the, the paper guillotines, you know, the guillotine. And so that would be like, the guillotine street. And then you'd go down to uh, the, the, the 7 Agosto and, and to the leather area where every leather shop sells and makes leather coats that look like they're from the 1980s. They've all got shoulder pads, you know? <laughs> and so I think we could, do, I, there, there is a great opportunity to do something, but it's such a big job, <laughs> you know? But uh, anyway, so yeah, as I say, I've, I've taken to it and my, my thesis was about, you know, really getting into the depths of Bogota, making some comparisons with my home city of London. And I guess there's a, I, I have become very familiar with the city and appropriated it as my home. You know, or it has I, appropriated I, me. <laughs> I marvel to, to hear what uh, uh, trapped you and <laughs> what was that that lured you to to come here. And I I was like expecting uh, that that you were going to mention Gabo, but one one of the things that I wanted to uh, bring to this conversation was that raw materials uh, provided by Colombia mm. uh, are like the center of the most famous uh, creations in literature, especially in fiction. Mm. No, in nonfiction, it run, it has run differently, but as fiction, you talk about Maria by Jorge Sack, that that goes for sugar. As as like the the what what, what, what I, yeah yeah the Borahine with rubber uh Gabo one hundred years of solitude with banana and obviously what 
what you find is that these these three novels, Laboragine, Maria, uh, One Hundred Years of Solitude, are a star point uh, to like a yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good way to touch base if you want to get to know Colombia. Mm. But if you take a look at what is being written right now, you start to look at the same raw materials. Mm. But our only Finnish industrial product, which is cocaine, is finally uh, being talked about and fictionalized. Mm. It is like saying that before this century, or before the last decade of the last century and the beginning of this, uh, mm. you you started to see like a more open or wide open uh, fiction uh, talking about death mm. and money, which mm-hmm. is what raw materials extraction cows. Mm. Either either it is sugar cane, either it is. Either it's if cocaine, either it's if it's banana, because you might think of a banana production uh, fully uh, uh, clean or or uh, as a as an industrial issue that has got written got rid of uh, violence or or dirty 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 things, but but no, it's not the case. Even Coca Cola, bananas. What I'm trying to say is that previously. A good way to know Colombia based on literature was to take a look at these three novels by Isaac, uh, Jorge, by, by Isaac, by Gabo, and, and by Jose Gustavo Rivera. Mm-hmm. But now the, nowadays it gets complicated because we are ra- narrating industrial Finnish product. Either mm-hmm. what we receive imported, which, which, which uh, includes weapons, mm-hmm. and our only finished product, which mm. is uh, movies, series, uh, and books, you know? Mm. But, I mean, that's, that. You, you, I mean, as we would say in Spanish, the, this is a look into the monocultivo, or the, I guess it's, uh, you know, the, 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 I guess a, a type of cultivation. When you say that, you, you mentioned bananas with Gabo, you mentioned Borajines, the, the rubber, and of course Maria is the uh, sugar. sugar. But then, could we have palm oil, coltan, obviously coca, cotton, uh, petroleum, coal, emeralds? So, could we could we say that each you know few years? I don't want to say each decade. Each few years, we see more fiction or nonfiction coming out that deals with these uh, products, these extractive products as the centerpiece for for the fiction in colombia yeah, you you can certainly say that uh, what what actually happens is that uh the real action of humans happens first as mm. aristotle puts <laughs> it literature is based on what things are what they could have been and what they supposedly and and how they supposedly happen based mm. on the hearsay and and all that so yeah like every every decade is like being compromised with some topics and some mm. raw materials mm. or finished materials that we either import or export mm. but what is really important is also to think about humans traveling mm. with the the drain of brains either for a well 
conflict or because people just want to experience a, a, a different country or culture. Because mm-hmm. they, you gotta be fair and 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 realize that no immigration, no all immigration cases are forced, forced mm-hmm. or or. Yeah, there there are cases like you coming here to Colombia on <laughs> on your free will, yeah. uh, but but free will has got a a very tricky thing as Christopher Hitchens put it. Ah. There there is not there is there is nothing else to choose. You got you got nothing but uh what 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 other choice you got but free 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 action as human. You know, mm-hmm. is is very paradoxical. But 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 you only your only choice is to choose. Mm, your only choice is to Stupid, choose. But but, <laughs> but 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 you came here mm. as 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 a regular mm-hmm. mm, traveler of world trotter, so to speak. Yeah. But it, this takes me to this takes me to something else. Uh, I have read Sergio de la Pava. Mm. Uh, I have read uh, writers like John Canyon. Uh, there is a female Engel is mm. her last name. She writes from Florida. And all these writers have suffered like a sort of discrimination because some of them uh, were born here or either were born there but they are colombians as as a second generation type and they sometimes as oscar murillo the the painter they get uh treated like yeah they get they get to be mistreated because they are no fully colombian how come you get to be called a colombian writer if you write from florida you write in english and your short stories and novels get to be translated into Spanish after many months and years, blah, 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 blah. So uh, I, I want to throw back an answer to you. Yeah. Uh, what, what, will, what, will make, uh, what will make you a British writer instead of a Colombian writer? Your language or the topics? You know what uh, I'm saying? The, or or where, where, where did you raise? Yeah, I, well... I, I can't answer it. And it's so such an interesting concept because I can imagine people like Sergio de la Pava and is it Angela Engel? Uh, Angela Engel, that's right. Angela Engel, you know, writing from the United States, considered in the US being Colombian, and then considered in Colombian being from the United States, and probably being mistreated in both places, <laughs> you know, uh, probably. I don't know. I, 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 am I a, am I a British writer or am I a Colombian writer? Because I, but I write in English. So, does that make me some sort of colonialist on this level? It's it's a hard one because my topic is Colombia, but uh, I, I don't know if I I don't know which where I would fit in truth because one of the big issues I have is I for my writing what I am writing on at the moment. Uh, well, everybody knows who listens to this, and I'm writing about more than 10 years of experiences in Mompos, where there's all sorts Whoa. of stories, but it's it's not travel writing. And as soon as I speak to an editor or an, uh, and try or try and get an agent, oh yeah, but travel writing is not selling very well. Now. But 
on no level is it travel writing because I'm really immersed in the society and it's not and it's not like I'm just spending a week and then moving on to the next place and spending a week. This has been, you know, 14 years of Montpos. <laughs> so, uh, and, and it goes into the politics and the culture and the society. And so I want it to be a Colombian book, but accessible to British people or Anglo, I, you know, uh, Anglophone people. I think that's how I feel. But I don't know. Uh, I, I I haven't thought of the the type of reaction that might arise because in my experience, if I talk about politics, even amongst friends, Colombian friends, they're not happy that a foreigner might have or share opinions on politics. And it's and, and it, it it's I don't imagine this is unique to Colombia, but because I live here, I feel it. I do. Do you have any feeling on this? Is because you know, if I make you know, and I have other friends who make opinions, strong opinions, uh, immigrants to Colombia, who have got their Colombian citizenship now. I do not have it yet, but and when they make an opinion, they are shot down, you know, verbally by by people saying, "Listen, you can't say that. You you don't know the country." Sure, they may not have the complete Colombian experience by being born here. But at the same time, you know, we're looking at maybe two decades of life, business, money, relationships, politics, and so on. Where do we, where do we decide where becoming a Colombian and where being an immigrant stops and starts? I don't know. I mean, you, 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 you explore this. So I, I, yeah, I, I put yeah, it to you. You know what? It's very important to take into account the readership. And and what has uh, happened in politics and in general in culture mm. with this uh, hypersensibility, the Me Too, the chauvinistic, the mm. the protectionism mm. of my country, my culture. Samuel Huntington, uh, like saying the United States is getting crowded of too many. Uh, Foreigners remember what happened to Rome when the barbarians started to be more than the locals. <laughs> so what what I'm trying to say is that uh, bef before taking these weird uh, positions, you gotta realize that literature is made of uh, the human experience. We are yeah. uh, primates and. Uh, uh, the global literature or world literature will be a better way of looking at what all what all all, all what has been written in, mm. in either in fiction and nonfiction is is much better to to see myself and and to look at you for example mm. as a human instead mm. of looking at you as a British in mm. Colombia you know mm. uh, what the hell are you doing here or if I go to live at Manchester. And I get along with the culture and the teachers and Morrissey and all that. Can can I not be a, 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 a Colombian British, a British Colombian? Should I could become one? Not I, the best Manchester guy, but probably a, a good one. I I love that you've ref referenced Morrissey. That that makes me very happy because you know 
Morrissey reeks of Manchester. I mean, that's that. Uh, and to listen to Man, listen to Morrissey, or to listen to the Smiths, is to you know soak up Mancunian yeah, but culture. Manchester is no, <laughs> but Morrissey is not any more just from Manchester. No. He's he belongs to every human being, like digital. Yeah. You know, it's it's much better. It's not like you cannot take a man's position. Yeah, you can you can have your beliefs and 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 your positions on any. And on any field, on any walk of life, but but there there is like a, how to put it, like a line in in which you can handle and 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 talk with others, like I'm doing with you, instead mm-hmm. of of building a boundary in which you say you don't belong to this, I don't belong to you. What I mean, what 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 gains more? What what will give you more more earnings mm. culturally, uh, money wise? To be open and to have a wider posture than than this saying you're no Colombian, Richard Michael. Mm. You're no Colombian. Yeah, I, I guess you you you're halfway of becoming a good Colombian, <laughs> and I'm halfway of becoming a good British probably in the future. But, but that's a much uh, open and and hospitable mm. approach, you know. It's, I do like it, you know, when people say, oh, you've, you know, you've been here 16 years. Yeah, you're, you're basically Colombian. Yeah, basically, I, but I can't vote because I haven't got my citizenship. So I will do that for the next election. I will have it before the next election. But so let's go back to this. If you were uh, to suggest Anglophone writers uh, to understand the Colombian experience, I mean, the history and so on, we would talk about Malcolm Dias, yes, yes. David Bushnell from uh, yeah, what's his uh, Columbia a Nation in Spite of Itself, and of course Wade Davis, uh, uh, the Magdalena River, River of uh, Memories, and of course the Runa River of Dream, uh, and of course his One River about the Amazon, one river, and, and yeah. so, which I personally prefer uh, over the but more. but I mean these these books. Uh, takes us back to something mm. which is raw materials yeah. if you read uh Wade Davis uh One River what uh Richard Evans is as Jules is doing in the Amazon is mm. looking for a single rubber plant mm. that could protect uh the 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 plants in in Asia Mm-hmm. Uh, that were being planted and is and where the rubber was being extracted for the world war. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was like a geopolitical, very interesting and 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 it goes to show you the high pressure that these guys were. I mean, it's it's, it's not way Davis talking about uh, Richard Evans, Jules. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taking uh, some bait in some bait in, in the Amazon is <laughs> is not that the case. What he what Richard Evans Jules was looking for raw materials, the mm-hmm. special tree that was not going to be affected by the plaque and that mm-hmm. could be planted in Asia mm-hmm. and reproduce. And what uh, you read in Bushnell and in this is also the terrible political relations that Colombia. Has engaged in, in mm. sometimes with 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 the case of taking sides, you know, like mm. sometimes in the side of Israel or mm. the states, 
mm. or sometimes in the no alineados mm. uh, when when Samper was ruling Colombian mm. Colombian and he took sides with Arabia Venezuela all these left left less guys so uh, what what you actually see is that the best writers about our history in Colombia paradoxically are from are are from outside they are they are they are uh i mean they are foreigners but in the meantime they are also academic outsiders because mm -hmm. they don't teach they don't publish first here they mm -hmm. get translated and that's when that's when we read them but they become canonical they they start to be read mandatory in our uh, faculties history Teacher. So what attracts me is that either is a matter if either is a matter of budget, mm -hmm. you get more money up up there, guys. So you get more money for books, more personal, and and you have more money is more time to to do things too. Mm -hmm. uh, you get a you get a better salary and you spend it in that book. Mm -hmm. uh, or, or I don't know what what other reason to to explain this. But the best uh, history written about Colombia happens to be written by Anglo-Saxons. These mm -hmm. guys that that you put it, and and it also takes you back centuries. The best chronicles, uh, especially no written, but at least draw or painted, were were done by explorers from from the region of Europe. They came here to describe the the uh, the landscape but also to describe the raw materials and what was at stake and available to exploit. I, I might sound like a neocolonialist and all that bullshit, but in the meantime, I, I want to sound like, uh, like a nice revisionist, you know? Why is it that the best fiction, the most famous Colombian fiction, and the most famous history books in Colombia read, read, read uh for the past decades and that will be read in the future in the in either in a bookstore in a library or in the international universities happen to be these ones you know is is no how to put it is 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 not uh without explanation it's got to be that is well done and is done with a greater budget it's it's a really that's a really fascinating topic yes of course i would imagine you know, of course, there's a lot more money uh, in the Anglo-Saxon, uh, you know, market, but it's absolutely fascinating. I mean, there's one thing that jumps out at me is that foreigners can write from outside. Obviously, they've come, they've studied, they've observed, but they can write having not been 100% connected, you know, having not been displaced, having not grown up within a liberal or a conservative family having not. And so therefore, they can look at it. I think there's always something subjective in writing anyway, by the things that you decide to write about by the things you decide and to describe. But at the same time, you know, it's not an Antiochian saying to a Bogotano, we have a metro, you know, it's not, you know, they are, they are able to separate these things a bit. And, and they are able to uh, put it into context in a larger um, in a larger uh, scale, and maybe into context with the region, and maybe globally. Whereas things in Colombia, maybe I mean, correct me, please, tend to be quite uh, small scale, 
when you study, but it's you go into minuscule and infinitesimal detail, which is fascinating, but do not then maybe do not look at it as a whole uh, in in terms of, I don't know, Uh, I'm sort of rambling a bit, but I think there there are thing there are advantages and of course disadvantages to the foreigners writing about uh, these these books because for on the one hand they're not going to have the full experience from like what we've said but on the other hand they can perhaps write something that's more that has greater longevity uh but i i guess that also you got to consider the amount of uh, rich in production from Colombia, either history, academically, mm. or, yeah, how much does it get translated? Mm. So, yeah. so, so, a quintessential experience of the Colombian could win or mm. overlap the narrative of the foreigner, mm. but uh there is one thing and 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 is that business and literature are mostly done worldwide in english yeah so that's 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 mm. that's another way of looking at it mm. but i i also agree with uh these minuscule things that mm. we are able to produce in order mm. there to narrate ourselves and it's got to do with our, our broken geography mm-hmm. and our regionalism. Mm-hmm. We we sometimes uh, value or 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 think worth it to take uh, the a local story, Bogota, Cundinamarca, more importantly than mm-hmm. the Antioquian or or the North Coast or the Pacific for certain uh, agenda. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you got to realize what's the agenda be, be, behind even behind Laura Restrepo. Why, yeah. why she talks, why, why she talks about the oil, mm-hmm. uh, the oil and gas industry in Casanare, instead of talking about herself in Mexico or where mm-hmm. she lives sometimes in Europe. You, you got to realize that there is no uh, literature and no journalism without an agenda mm. or a minimum impulse. So so uh, I, I guess that this thing that we were talking about that of who, which topics or which regions belong to mm. is 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 like. Uh, important, but what the, the enemies of 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 you getting into the nationality or the race, for example, you you uh, Richard talking about uh, about the experience of uh, Afro Anglo <laughs> Anglo Saxon Afro from from Manchester or or where are you from, Richard? London. I'm a Londoner. Yeah. So, <laughs> So, so it, it goes along with this idea of what is untouchable because you belong to certain race, geography, uh, institution, whatever. What what you are really thinking when you are looking at national literatures or who is telling the 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 narrative is uh, what's 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 the hidden agenda because sometimes is 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 why open to people to realize it but sometimes it's, it's hidden and and it takes a while to, 
to to realize what's what's what was there, you know, or what what was what was the agenda that that was hidden because part of it was open, and and there there is like a, um, also a, a thing that you make me think of is the anthropology mm-hmm. and sociology studies. Mm-hmm. Either for Chiribiquete, either for Tierra mm. Dentro, all that, you find the same phenomenon. Yeah. 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 Is is written, it has been researched, well written and published widely and massively mm. by Anglo Saxons Europeans. We do the research too, but we we haven't got the spectrum to to tell uh, our ideas or to reach that, you know. It sometimes it happens that what we create, for example, in science, knowing cultural wise, gets this uh, expansion. There, there was, a, for example, recently a, an invention of a camera for the whole body to cure the the COVID after your body has passed that tunnel, mm-hmm. and that really is going to be expanded to cure cancer and many other illnesses and that gets reproduced like like more easily because it's vital mm. but literature is never thought as a vital commodity for for either for ourselves here mm. in Colombia because books are expensive aren't they they're very expensive here books are very expensive i have a question then about the regions and and because this is something that interests me very much you know i i do come from britain we have our regions they are very they are divided but i wouldn't say as much as here i mean you were born in wheeler but you did your studies no, i was born here but i ah, was raised in garson wheeler uh, oh garson wheeler i was just reading uh wikipedia <laughs> so don't worry, uh, don't worry. so when you were raised in garson wheeler did they treat you as a bogotano having been born here Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I suffer twice uh, <laughs> being the newcomer, hmm. even though my whole ancestors were from Garzón Huela. Hmm. Uh, I was treated differently by the Asian, by the outfit. Uh, my likes, dishes, mm-hmm. uh, my saints, mm-hmm. and First, I arrived at four years old, and then I uh, I came back to study in Bogota. Mm. But at eighth grade, in my secondary, I was expelled from a school, and I and the only school that my family found for me to finish eighth grade was back in Garzón. So I suffered in childhood and in, as a teenager this type of repulsion, like like you don't belong. Or, because you mm. I, I, and they knew it that I was going to stay mm. from June to December, so to speak, mm. and they were really wanted to make me feel that I was a Colombian, but I was no from will mm. because I didn't know uh, the folkloric uh, songs, the steps of the music mm. that we were going to be dancing at the last celebration of the school year at the last day, and but. Probably it was something that has got to do with the power of what is written, like Angel Rama, the power of the documents, mm-hmm. and 
And this is a centralist country which owes too much to the regions. And one way of the regions to uh, have a payback is to mistreat the, the newcomers, you know? Yeah. And, so, and I mean, it's, it's yeah. no that logical, but I guess that is like a shield that they use to, mm-hmm. to protect from the Bogotanos because we, we rule, here is the government, here is that, and mm-hmm. we have not been the best rulers of a country that doesn't end uh, in the boundaries of Bogota or Cundinamarca. Yeah. It, 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 this country is, is one, one million kilo, square kilometers, not, 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 not a small portion of it, yeah. which is only Bogota and, and Cundinamarca. What we, we as Bogotanos have wanted to make out yeah. of it. You, you cannot make a do with Bogota no. for, the, for the full country, you know. It's the same with London and that. But I think that's funny. You, you know, you were born in Bogota, then you were raised for a bit in Via Garzón, then you returned to Bogota, then you were expelled, so you returned to Via Garzón, and then you returned to Bogota for university, and they probably treated you as Wilense. <laughs> yes, and I wasn't treated because I had the accent from Willa, yeah. <laughs> and my outfit has changed, yeah. and I have to, so to speak, to start to find ways to belong to yeah. uh, Bogota, to Los Andes, to El Centro, to the downtown, yeah. and and it's not that I wanted to betray myself, who mm. I who I was and who I am. It was more a way of finding ways to communicate at mm. least because because uh, everyone is very protective in the regions yeah. you know nobody uh, i mean is 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 something that you find out like like these clans like mm. these gangs but mm. cultural or the stratification mm-hmm. of the cities they they try to hinder you from something that they think they they belong that they they are the owners of 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 how to speak they mm. uh i wanna i wanna i wanna put an example i yeah. uh, my my two godfathers uh in order to become a journalist and and a writer were herman espinosa and rh moreno duran Mm-hmm. To 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 big nine names. Mm-hmm. If they haven't opened the door to me, I will be still waiting to be published uh, my first article or my first book. Mm-hmm. So it goes to show you mm-hmm. how regional, how regions block ourselves mm-hmm. here here inside the country, either mm-hmm. as businessmen, either as cultural agents, art dealers, and and it does. Uh, affect us badly rather than than good i mean mm. the, the 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 result is is awful what yeah. what you're what you are getting at the end is is not much and what you will accomplish by opening in yourself and being less an asshole with the antioqueños with the with the costeños will be more bigger mm. i mean yeah. if we, we the, the the game will be bigger than what they are gaining by and what we are gaining as bogotanos by by mm. putting this this sort of of boundaries which yeah. are stupid you know what are we protecting uh jobs mm. our girls uh nothing nothing uh, valuable a, a imaginary wealth 
uh, but then of course monetary, but but imaginary in a way uh, in the culture and so on. But let's, chauvinistic. It is chauvinistic. You're true. It's like, I um I read stories from your book, the uh, Neon Occultista, Occultista, but I also ne- saw on an article you mentioned. Uh, a teacher from the Universidad Tadeo, Lozano Tadeo, Silvia Buitrago. I think I studied with her. <laughs> I think we were, did our yeah. doctorate together. Uh, it's really nice that you <laughs> wrote her to the conversation because we were talking about print literature, mm-hmm. we were talking about the past, and we were talking about even botanic uh, stuff. But I was missing something which is uh, electronic literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silvia Buitrago, Jaime Alejandro Rodriguez, and many other creators uh, like Alejandra Jaramillo mm-hmm. with Mandala. Mm-hmm. Many, many writers are engaged in something that is called electronic literature or ELO as yeah. the abbreviation goes, electronic mm-hmm. literature organization uh, or e- e- elite, electronic mm-hmm. literature. And what what you might think is that is literature in a PDF and is not. I like, actually, electronic literature is literature that runs in devices, mm-hmm. in the internet or without the internet in an iPad Pad, uh, an Xbox, it can run in many places, and it happens to relay on text, but also on sounds, on video, on, on animations. And it, at first, it was very experimental, but now it's a fully developed field. Mm-hmm. Just yesterday, the Electronic Literature Organization (ILO) published the, for, the fourth uh, international anthology with at least 100 works. Huh. And Colombia uh, is like a pioneer in that. Huh. Uh, Jaime Alejandro has published so far three mm. uh, uh, novels. Silvia has published uh, one. And she teaches uh, the students in Tadeo how to actually either do transmedia or these electronic mm. novels or electronic poetry or electronic short stories. Mm. And it's, it's quite amazing that finally being in this geographical position mm. and and in this epoch, uh, Colombia is like finally up to date. You know, we are we are in some field. <laughs> no, I mean, in, probably in transportation, in, in other fields, we are back, back, back. We have been <laughs> left behind. But at least in these creative endeavors, we are up to date. We are yeah. doing electronic literature and we are selling it and we are producing it. I'm, I'm a researcher and a creator mm. of it, of, of that uh, type of media too. But uh, I am missing many names and titles mm. at this, the, these three uh, don't suffice it. Look for Capitan Butron too. Mm. He's a, he's a, a captain from a boat from a boat. Very very nice character. Well well built and and it also relates in all these media that we have at stake mm-hmm. at our uh, dispose. But but what. 
what what I wanted to say is that all these topics about raw materials uh, took me here, like to to talk about uh, about a Finnish industrial product. We all the Colombia. I, I'm gonna change my my terrible words at the beginning. Colombia has more than one industrial Finnish product besides cocaine. We also have electronic literature. Okay. And, and and the camera of the doctor from Cali that kills cancer <laughs> and yeah. okay. goes to uh, we have six now. We're doing better now. I yeah, you know, this is so we're going in the right direction. I think maybe you on account of let's say academics and creatives now trying to turn their back on what has been colonial history, colonial learning styles, colonial, you know, all this, this heritage uh, of being uh, a, a Spanish colonial, you know, empire. Maybe something like this electronic literature is the way of casting free from from this, uh, you know, the the original ways, you know, let's say the original now Colombia is finding its own feet in this. I think that's very exciting. I think that's very exciting that we can say, you know, maybe we don't have to look always to Europe and, and North America. We can actually look to Colombia for this. We can actually say this is where it comes from. This is where it originates. And this is a new cultural phenomenon. I think that's I think that's amazing. I hadn't expected so much. I all I was going to mention was that Ser, uh, uh, Silvia Buitrago was my classmate <laughs> when we were doing our no, thesis. No, no, I mean, I mean, she's she's some top of mm. of she's some top of this uh, phenomena of mm. being up to date and producing, creating uh, products either in for serious. What what she has developed actually is a transmit series, and and the viewers are many many many, and uh, it also has got subtitles. So what 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 I will say is that Sylvia and all these guys plus the cinema movement, we we are we are winning Cannes prizes. We are winning goes to show you that our intangible mm. what is. Uh, not uh, coffee. What is not? Yeah, what is not copper, coltan, mm. all that also produces money, and mm. and is very sad to talk about uh, literature mm. without thinking of new possibilities and new possible works. You know, one one thing that what that fiction and journalism gives you as a gift every time without you realizing it is that things could be worse or better, uh, but uh, there are uh, there are many chances, you know, in, in, in these narratives. When you consume a narrative, the, the, the thing that gives you is that it could have been your case, but it also wasn't. As I, I go, I always go back to Aristotle, but, but 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 it also shows you all these phenomena of of, of how without uh, any orange economic or any or or any or or an economic of any color painted by no color uh, can actually give a uh, 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 ways ways of means for for mm-hmm. making a living for for our 
for a Colombian, you know, mm-hmm. for for a person of the Western Hemisphere from from Mexico down to Chile. You know, there's there if, if I mean the phenomena is quite overwhelming here in Colombia because the creators are many. I, mm-hmm. I, I again want to give apologies because I I don't have all the names and the That's titles okay. here. But I want you to go online and to look for Colombian electronic literature or literatura colombiana electronica or literatura electronica colombiana. And to be overwhelmed by how good we are doing, plus Argentina and Chile, which are, for me, a little bit behind us. But finally, we are finding a, a, a creative creative industries in, mm-hmm. order, in order to exist. You know, it's, it's, it's like... Like pretty good to to find out that you as a, a script writer or as a musician uh, actually find a way to to sell your music for for a for a uh, an art enterprise which happens an art enterprise with which happens to be a novel which is no a common novel but actually a novel that runs in a computer in an iPod or in your iPhone you know is 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 quite nice to see that. There are there are opportunities, you know yeah. that that things are no ready. It's okay. it's just it's just nice to find out that it's it's incredible. Um, we're running out of time, Juan Pablo, but I want to ask, I, you know, when we talk about opportunities and we talk about this, tell us a little bit about your art dealerships. Promote yourself now. Tell okay. us quickly <laughs> where can we see where can we see some of the art that you guys you are brokering that you are selling. Okay, uh, thank you for this opportunity for self-promotion. That's fine. And I guess it's going to be tiresome for the listeners, but nah. thank you, Richard. Uh, well, normally uh, you will find me on my Instagram page, at Silver Editions, and also on Instagram by at JPPScribe, which is... Uh, he writes in Spanish. Yeah. Uh, I guess it will be available in in the links that Richard yes. put in along the the podcast. Yeah. But actually, you can just go to uh, uh, to colinarevista.com or to at Silver Editions, and then you will find the current exhibition that I have available either in Colombia or in the states or in any worldwide fair. Uh, and mostly I rent a place in San Felipe neighborhood mm. uh, in the Barrios Unidos locality. And I do either a collective or individual uh, exhibition. And as I said, I have to experience the aesthetical emotion. Mm-hmm. And then I start to trust, to believe in the series, in the creations of a collective or either a singular uh uh type of artworks mm-hmm. but but what what i i have found out is is very special is that uh i was like finding my 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 trade mm-hmm. which is i'm gonna be a journalist i'm gonna be a cultural journalist but i end up being an art dealer so mm-hmm. I get to be written about, oh, what a terrible exhibition or what a terrible curatorship was 
this last one that Juan Pablo did or that. So I get to to ring the bells and to priest the and to be the priest of the mass. I get to <laughs> to do both. You know, repicar y dar misa. I do yeah. I do both, and uh, that's that's what I can tell you. I have had like some tr trouble with myself because I. I I never expected to be written about or that mm. my artists get in this in this criticism, and I I get frustrated when they get bad reviews, you know, but is that's how it goes? But that's that's more or less what I can tell you. There there is a lot of things that I could tell. Uh, for example, that uh, I I I I like art that comes from good sources mm -hmm. i i don't like to be engaged in money laundering I, <laughs> i don't like that either foreigners or locals get engaged in in pre-colombian artifacts mm -hmm. extraction that's bullshit that's illegal uh i wouldn't like to get nobody's uh jewelry from the national treasury you know how, how about going to australia Or to England to take the crown of the queen. How how well do you like that? You know, how, how, how that that's that's terrible. So that's that's more or less what I can say. That I I do well. I do clean stuff, and that I'm wide open to proposals from uh, artists, uh, emerging artists. I also can help you out to sell your antiques or artworks that you have collected. And I don't know, Richard, but that's 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 more or less what I have prepared and thought of cover during these 45 or <laughs> more or less minutes. Yeah. And please keep us updated on how you're gonna publish publish your relatos, your <laughs> stories on on, on Pox because uh. because we 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 already know as a true fact that best. Uh, Colombian history is written by Anglo-Saxons, so don't don't go away from that stream. Keep okay. going upstream. Well, that that <laughs> thank you. That's very flattering indeed. And and listen, everybody out there, check out at Silver Editions or at JP. P Escribe that's uh, on Instagram and let's take this moment to say thank you so much to Juan Pablo Plata for you know, you. We've, we've covered everything I mean we've covered so much in there and I knew nothing about uh, Literatura Electronica Colombiana and I'm going to start looking it up now and I'm going to get in touch with Silvia uh, but uh, let's just say thank you because we really have had an opportunity to consider the human experience uh, through literature not only anglo-saxon or anglophone but also colombian literature and, and of uh, this this sense of the monocultivo or the, the the products the extractive products that have defined colombian literature year by year decade by decade so juan pablo thank you so much for your time and uh, uh, surely we will have you back on some point in the future when you've got a new exhibition or you've got a new book coming out or you've got something you are angry about and you want to share it <laughs> because it has been a real pleasure to listen to you thank you and do not only do the colombian calling do the london calling too <laughs> it's great too <laughs> 
Oh, maybe one day. But thank you again. We've been talking to Juan Pablo Plata. This has been episode 427. And some final words from our sponsors, the Columbia Calling Podcast. It's brought to you this week by Latin News, a leading source of political and economic analysis on Latin America and the Caribbean since 1967. Their flagship publication, the Latin American Weekly Report, provides a behind-the-scenes briefing on all the week's key developments throughout the region. Sign up for a 14-day free trial at latinnews.com. And this episode is brought to you by BNB Colombia Tours, experts in custom-made travel throughout Colombia. If you've been considering coming to Colombia, check out bnbcolombia.com as the team there can provide you with a fantastic private experiences, creating wonderful memories of Colombia for a lifetime. Check out their website, bnbcolumbia.com. Complete your free itinerary form and tell them that Columbia Calling sent you to receive a further 5% of their already great prices. So again, BNB Columbia Tours, that's bnbcolumbia.com and Latin News, latinnews.com, our sponsors this week. Thank you again to Juan Pablo Plata for his time. This has been episode 427. We're back next week with more Colombia influenced interviews and conversations thank you again bye bye